I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. The Parramatta Eels have just knocked over the Canberra Raiders and have finished their season a huge win, 42-4. Huge by the Parramatta Eels, a massive bounce back off the back of last week. A pretty disappointing way for the Raiders to finish their season. Uh, Obviously had a couple of injuries going into this one. Adam Elliott obviously missed this game, which was a huge loss for them. We spoke about that in the preview. Uh, Then they obviously had a couple of HIAs, which really didn't help their call either, but uh, no doubt about it, the Parramatta Eels, they were the better team by far and away when these two halves are on and firing. Fuck, they are electric. They are just incredible. I've seen a lot of people already on social media and a lot of people messaging me going, yeah, but it was the Raiders, uh, flat track, it was easy for them. Look, at the end of the day, the Paramount Eels can only play who they're put up against tonight, yeah? So uh, I know a lot of people think that I'm the first one to bag the Eels or whatever, but, I mean, they can only play who they will put it up against tonight. They did a fantastic job on them. They couldn't have possibly done any better. I mean, I don't know what people want out of the Parramatta Eels. They had a big win against the side that beat Melbourne last week and has been on a tear the last few weeks. What more do you want them to do? 40-4, to four, pretty resounding. Did they have to win 50-4 to four for you to be impressed? Like, I, I, I don't know. It doesn't really change my opinions on Parramatta for the rest of the season, but... Give credit to them for that performance because it was incredibly impressive. They were fantastic. We always say that you can tell very early if the Parramatta Eels are on by their first few sets. And you could see in the first half how determined their forward pack was. Just to give you an idea at halftime of how impressive this side was. Regan Campbell-Gillard, Junior Bolo, Isaiah Papali, Sean Lane... And Murata Neokore. Those, those were the five forwards that started. Murata Neokore, he went off in about the 15th minute with a HIA. Then Ryan Madison came on. So if you take out the first 10 minutes, those were the five starting forwards. Every single one of them ran for more than 100 metres at half time. And Murata Neokore was well and truly on his way to do it as well. It's not very often you see the starting five forwards run more than 100. And I know Neokore started, he didn't get there at half time, but Madison came on to replace him. And in 30 minutes, he 
he ran for 100 metres. So very, very rare do you see that. Even more incredible, normally when your forward pack's dominating like that, you hook a run for a few metres. Reed Marnie, he ran for zero. So the Parramatta Eels, they had a very direct game plan. We go forward. We do not fuck around. We go north and south here. And this is when they play their absolute best footy. Once they won the middle and they were dominating it, then you start to see the offloads and they were able to play off the back of it, which was incredible. Uh, J- Josh Papali'i, the, the runs that he had at the start, he was everywhere. He was just... He was just like he was taking two hit-ups every single set. He was incredible. Uh, we had Will Penasini. He scored the first try. I thought that Dylan Brown last week when Moses went off, he sort of went missing a little bit. And this has always been my worry with Jake Arthur. He comes on. And to Jake Arthur's credit, he's quite a dominant sort of ball player. He does tend to take a lot of the ball. And Dill Brown, I don't I don't know what, what, what the relationship is there, but he tends to take a backward seat. I thought tonight he really stepped up and he really owned his role. He was almost kind of playing like a halfback throughout the night. He was very, very impressive. Dill Brown. He threw a brilliant ball to Mitch Moses for their first try. Fuck, it was impressive. Bit of a face ball that he hit Mitch Moses on. Then he put uh, Penasini in for a final try. I think it might be his first final try. Might have scored one last year. I'm not sure. Uh, but very, very impressive, that one there. Uh, you know, off the back of that, sets after points. We spoke about this with the Penrith Panthers. They do it better than anyone in this competition. The Paramount Eels, they're set after points. They went up to the 40-meter line. They got a six again. They went down the other end, and Mitch Moses forced a line drop out. They were very very lucky the Canberraiders the next set that Sean Lane threw a bit of a wild offload uh, so they managed to use a get out of jail card there but that set after points to go the entire length of the field and force a dropout very very impressive stuff by the Parramatta Eels and by this point they were absolutely dominating the centre they were just running amok uh, the offloads were killing Canberra as we said uh, Junior Bolo these guys offloading through the middle at will Clint Gutherson had a few and they're all just playing alert and alive footy off the back of it and it was was causing absolute havoc for the Canberra Raiders who simply weren't able to keep up. By about the 20th minute, we had uh, Elliot Whitehead got a HIA, CHN got a HIA. The CHN one was a really big loss for them as well. He's, he's really, especially when they're chasing points, he's very, very important to them, CHN. Uh, I thought the Canberra Raiders left edge for the first half of the game. They looked really good for the entire game. I thought they looked good. They were creating opportunities. You saw at the back end of the game, a couple of times, Rapani got forced over the sideline. They managed to get that wraparound with Jack White later in the game and it created space. There was a few times earlier in the game where if they would have got it to them, it could have been anything off the back of that. They just weren't able to pull it together. Uh, you obviously had Jordan Rapana almost score down that edge as well. Nice little play through Hudson Young. Wonga Blake caught in absolute fucking no man's land. Weren't quite able to get it done though. A big, big turnover there. For me, I thought that was sort of the turning point of this entire game. If he would have scored that one, very, very different game all of a sudden. But didn't manage to get that ball down. Uh, we then had Wonga Blake. He scored. Ryan Madison came on the field a little bit earlier than what uh, the coach would have liked. Same as he did last week when Taylor May got Simmini put Maddo on straight away. This week, Nia Corey came off for HIA, so Madison came off. Mitch Moses, he threw one of the great balls of the final series to Wonga Blake. It was an absolute cracker. As we set off the start, they are just so exciting to watch. They are so fucking good to watch. I love watching these halves playing when they are going 
full space and they are super confident. It is unreal to see. We obviously had the Tommy Opachik try as well. Uh, that one there where, of course, the fullback Xavier Savage didn't really attack the ball, sort of half-arsed it a little bit, got caught in no man's land with that bounce. You simply got to do better. You don't see that sort of stuff happen to James Tedesco, Tommy Turbo, these sort of guys that don't let it happen to them. Xavier Savage is young. that He will learn from these moments. Uh, he's had a couple of them this year. We've spoken about it all season. Once again, you come back to it. That probably doesn't happen to Chance clock start in my opinion but in saying that his response was sensational because he scored a cracking try off the back of that one of the great individual tries of the final series once again something that chance couldn't have done in that moment so they are he, he's a working he, he's just a project that they're trying to mold and they're just chipping away slowly at all the stuff they want to get rid of with young Xavier Savage. And I think he will be a great player one day, but there is going to be these moments. He obviously had the one where he was pushed back into the in goals as well. That one really hurt the next set. Uh, Junior Bolo crossed essentially untouched on the inside shoulder of Jamal Fogarty. But then it was when Savage, he did uh, bounce back after that. A huge, huge moment in this game where it looked like they could potentially get back into this game. Sevo, he then had a no try. Uh, the the pass that Reed Marnie threw out of dummy half, you get the opportunity to watch this game again or you're at the pub over the next few days and it's on, just keep an eye on Reed Marnie's passes out of dummy half. Fuck, they're going to miss him so much. I think he's got the best ball in rugby league. He is incredible. And if you look on that try that Sevo didn't score, the one that he knocked on at the last moment, just watch the pass from Reed Marnie. He beats two defenders at the play the ball just with the pass, getting Mitch Moses on the front foot. He's an absolute freak Reid Marnie with those balls and I'll tell you what Matt Burton he's going to be the big big winner out of that next year it's going to be very interesting to watch how it all plays out there we also had just before half time the Emre Gula intercept a very big effort for him to be there in that moment probably went underappreciated a little bit because it didn't really lead to anything uh, but a cracking effort for him to be there in that moment as we said, uh, some of the halftime stats were pretty damning. You obviously had RCG, uh, Bolo, Sean Lane, Madison, IPAP. All these guys were over 100 metres at halftime, which is uh, a massive whack. Uh, and it should be noted, Oregon Kafusi, he came on for 12 minutes and he ran for 44 metres. So there's no doubt whatsoever the Parramatta Eels, they were dominating the middle. When they are dominating the middle, this is when they just put it on, slaughter on you. Um, look, the second half, I mean... Mitch Moses, he scored a great little try. Junior Bolo went into contact, turned, offload. Uh, a fantastic try there. Great pace shown by Moses in that moment. You can see how excited he was scoring in that corner. Fills you with a lot of confidence if you are. Parramatta Eels fans. Look, outside of that, after that, you know, the Canberra Raiders, they had a lot of chances down that left edge. Uh, they took them on a few times there. There was one where, it was, I think it was two, where Rapana got taken over the sideline. He threw one back in, hit Brad Arthur. He had another one, Jacob Arthur. Sorry, I do that every single time I have to say his name. Another one, he kicked infield. Jack White could have potentially scored off, wasn't able to get it. So, look, the Canberra Raiders had their opportunities, but credit to the Parramatta Eels. Their defense was sensational. Their attack was great. Uh, I can't believe the amount of people saying, yeah, but it was the Canberra Raiders. I mean, we've been raving about the Raiders for the last few weeks. They've been impressive. Just about everyone thought they were real smokies to win this game tonight. Parramatta did what they were meant to do as a top team in this competition, as a top four team. They gave it to a team that's in the bottom four of the top eight. So credit to Parramatta. Um, not really a heap to go into over this second half, to be honest with you. Um, 
The last try was great. Nia Corey scored two tries in the second half, obviously. Um, I thought the last one was fantastic. The Dylan Brown cutout pass to Sivo was unbelievable. Nia Corey wrapping around the back of him. I've said it all year. They're really going to miss Nia Corey next year. He's a fantastic player and a great get for the New Zealand Warriors. Probably my biggest talking point out of the second half, though. Mitch Moses, he went off with a HIA. Um... Wasn't a head slam from Jack Wyden, but it's probably not not a head slam. I don't know what what you do with these sort of tackles. I mean, it's it's just an aggressive form of tackle. But if you if you're gonna HIA them for doing that, all of a sudden it becomes a bit of an issue. I do wonder if coaches will start to take advantage of it. As as, as crazy as it sounds, I mean, if you can do that, not get penalised for it, and get the opposition player's best player off the field, fuck. I mean, as dog as it is, teams will start to consider it. I'm telling you. So something the NRL probably needs to keep an eye on and have a think about but Mitch Moses goes off the field and you know the game is done and dusted the Eels are well and truly home I think they had 13 minutes left when they put him back on the field uh, why the fuck did they put him back on the field I this absolutely blew me away what is the need to put him back on the field with 14 minutes to go when they're up what were they up by 20 odd or something I mean please what, what I don't understand what on earth Brad Arthur was thinking here. He put him back on in the 66th minute. They're up 28 to 4. They're up by 24 points. Why on earth would you put your number one player, your most important player to your team, back on the field? And, you know, I know what people are saying. Oh, it's only 14 minutes. Who cares? Fucking please wake up. You're trying to win a premiership in two weeks' time. He was under an injury cloud all this week with a HIA. He just dodged a bullet with one HIA. You've got a prelim final next week going to North Queensland. And you put him back on for the last 14 fucking minutes? I don't care if Mitch Moses wanted to play. Use some common sense. Such a dumb decision. And, of course, who's he marking up against? Jack White and Hudson Young, two absolute fucking lunatics. As if you would possibly put Mitch Moses' backer out there on the edge of Hudson Young. And, of course, what happens? He runs at Jack White, and he not only does he get belted once, he gets belted again on the ground. They all stand up, they go at it, and who, who, who's grabbing people by the colour straight away? Hudson fucking Young. I mean... I just, I cannot believe that Brad Arthur would put his premier player, who I think we were all under the impression that if he didn't play this game, they were going to be in serious trouble. I can't believe he put him back out there for the last 14 minutes when they were up by 28 points. 28 points with 14 minutes to go. It just seems bizarre. I mean, he's got away with it. Good on him. But fuck, I reckon it is playing with fire and I could not believe that he did it. Maybe I'm overreacting. I'm very keen to hear your guys' thoughts on it, but I just thought that was fucking bizarre. You've got Jake Arthur out there who you're carrying for every single fucking game anyway. Why not give him some minutes out there just in case you do need him over the next two weeks if you're trying to win a comp? I just, I don't know. I just couldn't even fathom how it was working out. And if you don't trust Jacob Arthur enough to leave him out there with 14 minutes to go when you're up by 28, do not pick him next week. It is as simple as that. If you cannot trust him to lead that team around and just kick to corners with 14 minutes to go with a 28 24-point head start, do not pick him next week. Why the fuck are you carrying him? I, I honestly, it blew me away. I would have taken Dylan Brown off the field as well. No doubt about it whatsoever in my mind. I would have taken all my cattle off there. I would have put other guys out there to survive the last 10 minutes or whatever the hell it might have been. And even when Maratanir Corey crossed just after Mitch Moses came back on to just make it impossible for them to lose, he still left him out there. Just unbelievable. I cannot believe how he played it. Crazy. Anyway, I mean, he's got away with it. So, 
Good on him, but I just thought it was batshit crazy. Uh, well done to the Paramount Eels. A cracking win, a win that they were supposed to get. They were favourites coming into this game. They are a top four team playing a bottom four of the top eight team. The team that finished fourth versus the team that finished eighth. This is a result we should have got. But this Raiders team, they are better than your average number eight side. Yeah, and the Parramatta Eels played incredibly well tonight. Credit to them. They can only play who's in front of them, and they dominated who was in front of them, which is what they were meant to do. So credit to the Eels. They go up to North Queensland next Friday night to take on I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. a well-rested North Queensland Cowboys who will be ready for a grind in the heat up there. That one's going to be an absolute cracker. I will ask the question, if you're a Parramatta fan, are you glad that they finished that game scoring points for fun and throwing the ball around and doing crazy shit they don't normally do? Or would you have rather it finished in a bit of a grind to get them really into that finals footy? Because they were very excited. I saw Clint Gutherson sort of waving goodbye to people and stuff, like getting a little bit ahead of himself potentially. So it will be interesting to see how they come out next week. Because sometimes, as I said, with the Canberra Raiders coming into the top into the top eight, into the finals, I love that they were smashing teams and giving it to them with Parramatta. You're gonna, if, to win the next two weeks, you're going to have to win tight, close games. They weren't able to do it last week against Penrith. They had a big win this week where they gave it to the Raiders. Is that a bit of a concern for the Parramatta Eels moving forward? I'll leave you guys to have a think about that and ponder that one there. Canberra Raiders, their season done and dusted. For me, that was a successful season when you consider. I had them at the start of the year as a smoky for the eight. If you would have said to me at the start of the season, if they lose their first six games, would there be a smoky for the eight? I would have said no. No way. That will be too hard to recover from. They managed to. They overcame the injuries of Josh Hodgson. Uh, they lost, you know, obviously Adam Elliott in this game. They lost Harley Smith Shields. They had the Chancellor Clock Star drama. They lost Jamal Fogarty for the first half of the season. A heap of things that went wrong for them this year, the Canberraiters. And Ricky Stewart, he just managed to pull it all together and make it work. A lot of young guys that debuted or played bigger minutes there than what they ever had. Your Sebastian Chris, Matty Tomoko, Xavier Savages. These sort of guys. Hudson Young has gone to a new level completely. Joe Tapanay has gone to a new level completely. Uh, Wolford, they've plucked him from nowhere. He's been sensational. Fogarty, another season under his belt with Jack Whiten. He'll be better for the run next year with a preseason under his belt. Pretty positive signs for the Canberra Raiders moving forward into the future. I think this season was a successful one for the Canberra Raiders despite being blown out tonight and that is very disappointing. I think there's a lot of silver linings to come out of season 22 for the Canberra Raiders looking forward. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 